Welcome, everybody. I'm really excited that you're able to join us today, and I value your time very much. I'd like to invite you to become a follower and supporter of the Growing Band Orchid podcast. Now, I'm sure you already listen to the show, and you've got some friends that are listening as well, and we really, really, really appreciate that. So if you keep that up, that'd be awesome. But we've now started growingband.com, which is a new website for us, and there's lots of ways you can interact with us. You can follow us on social media channels, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube by going on growingband.com and clicking on any of those to follow us. You can also find on there now a new merchandise store, which is the Growing Band Director Podcast logo and some sayings on lots of different items on there for men and women. And um, there's things from t-shirts and sweatshirts to other clothing and accessories, lots of different options on there with lots of different sizes and colors. Again, a little bit of that money comes back to us at the podcast to help us keep some content going for you. Finally, I'd like to invite you to become a Patreon member. This is a listener-supported show, which means we don't take any ads besides this one. Instead, we rely on listeners like you to keep us going, right? The way to support us um, is by going to growingband.com and clicking on the Patreon banner. And you can choose either $5 a month, $3 a month, and you'll gain access to the episode notes as well as an audio file of every episode we've done. Among other things, this is where you'll find our repertoire list and all the different repertoire podcasts we've done in the past and will do in the future. So whether it's by clicking on Patreon, um, following us on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, um, going to the merchandise store on growingband.com and ordering something for yourself or some family or friends, um, and also sharing the show with some other people, we really, really appreciate you being part of the show. And please reach out at any point. And uh, there's a way to do that on growingband.com as well on the contact us button. Uh, Anyways, let's get to the show. I hope you enjoy it. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Growing Band Director podcast. My name is Kyle Smith, and joining me is my friend and colleague, Jeff Smith. Our mission is to share practical advice and explore topics that will help every band director, no matter your experience level, as well as music education students who are working to join us in the coming years. Together, we will discuss many aspects of a well-rounded band program, but most importantly, we will discuss concepts that help us all improve our own programs each and every day. Always remember the famous quote by Ray Kroc, when you're green, you're growing, and when you're ripe, you rot. Let's get started. Okay, thanks for joining for our final uh, episode on this uh, holiday music for the year. This is our fourth, uh, sorry, third episode. This is going to be grade four music, and hopefully you've gone back and checked out some of the grade one, two podcasts, as well as the grade three podcasts. We try to bring you uh, all-inclusive, as much uh, levels of music as we can here on the Growing Band Director podcast, and hopefully you're enjoying it and subscribed already, and if you haven't, why have you not? And you should be subscribing anywhere you can, please, on social media, and help us out, spread the word of uh, the gospel of great band directors, and um, not that not that I am that, but uh, we're all growing to try to try to achieve that best we can, so um, thanks for fighting the good fight with me, and and being there with your kids and, and doing everything. Um, hopefully, you'll find some grade four music here. If your band cannot play grade four, then no worries. Just enjoy the music, and uh, maybe someday you'll be at a point where you're with kids who will who will play that. And uh, if not, you can just have some stuff that you like. If you're a middle school teacher and you hear some of this, maybe if there's some stuff you like, maybe uh, share it with your high school teacher and uh, have them listen to the podcast, and, and maybe they'll, they'll like some of these pieces as well. So 
as you're thinking about your holiday music, as I've said on the last couple podcasts, you need to be thinking about knowing your community. Is this a winter a winter concert where it's just music for winter time? Right, you're doing like lots of snow stuff and toboggan stuff and outdoor stuff and you know whatever. Or is this a holiday concert where you're representing lots of different types of you know ethnicities and and countries and and uh, religions and all that? Or are you going for a straight ahead Christmas concert? Like what is your what does your uh, community want? And know your community. I, I'm not saying there's a, a right way or a wrong way. I'm just saying you need to know what community you're teaching in and make sure you program accordingly. Do they expect music of, of certain certain types and all that? Because um, if you work really hard with kids and put on a great concert and then all you hear is negative feedback about what you programmed, there's nothing more frustrating than that. So we want to make sure the, the students and the audience is leaving knowing that it was the best concert it could have been and they win by getting to hear it and they truly enjoyed it and your students win for performing really well and you win for being a great band director. So um, be thinking about that uh, carefully. Um, and as you're looking for holiday music, if you're looking for holiday music, if you're looking for some secular stuff, sometimes a great a great thing to look at is uh, uh, Charlie Brown music. I have not che- I have not uh, put in any Charlie Brown in this episode, um, but you can find a lot of it uh, at all the different grade levels, especially from the Christmas special. Um, and then also movie music where there is one movie, one that was done at the, the grade three podcast that that's a big hit, but lots of Christmas movies out there. And if you can find some of the music from there, that helps a lot. Uh, and another bi- big favorite of mine is always uh, arrangements from the Nutcracker. So if you just put in Nutcracker at your, at your level on JW Pepper, um, and search for concert band arrangements and jazz band arrangements, you'll find tons of stuff for that. So there's some other stuff you can think about as well. Um, also think about, um, are you, is this your first concert of the year or is your second concert of the year, right? And I've gone through the spiel before, but if you haven't heard it, you know, I do a concert in November, which frees me up to then do just ex- movie, entertaining movie, uh, not movie, entertaining holiday concert music for my community in December. And uh, that works really well for us. I've found over the years and people really enjoy it. Uh, if I had to do Christmas mu- music or holiday music in September, I might choose another profession. So um, that's really worked well for us, but you do what you got to do in your situation, of course. Um, I actually do a concert every six weeks throughout the year, uh, and that really helps my kids, you know, learn music faster. I found that they always get they always get ready for the concert, no matter when the concert is. If it's three weeks away, then they're going to be not ready. If it's a week away, then they're going to be ready. It's just kind of the, the way that it works. So by, st- by doing more concerts, concerts and performances, it's worked well for my kids. Um, but again, you got to know your community and your circumstances and do uh, what's right for you. Um, so, you know, so sometimes you're looking for one piece, sometimes you're looking for four or five pieces, depending on the amount of bands you have uh, and all that. So, you know, if you have a grade four band, then your odds are you're a pretty good teacher and you have a, a pretty good band. But before we actually get to the pieces I want to share for you today, there's a couple pieces I can't get good enough recordings to share, but I cannot strong enough tell you how great pieces of music they are. I have shared them in past podcasts, I've either the grade three or grade four, but they really belong here. So grab your pencil real quick. Um, write this down. These are two pieces you really need to check out from Arrangers Publishing. Um, they're not going to appear on this. You're not going to hear recordings, but if you hear the original recordings, they're so good, and they're both um, perfect for holiday time. The first one is Larry Kirchner's arrangement of I Saw Three Ships. Very short opener, 6-8, and it works really, really well. Everybody gets the melody. There's some harmon mutes for trumpets, and it's really, really awesome. So if you have not heard that piece, that's on the easier side. It's probably a three and a half, or to be honest with you. Um, great piece of music. I Saw Three Ships, arranged by Larry, Larry Kirchner. And then the second one, let's see, is entitled 
Divinum Mysterium, again, arranged by Tom Wallace. That's a great piece of music on a plain chant, and it's very good. Again, Divinum Mysterium, arranged by Tom Wallace, and I Saw Three Ships. So check those out before you do anything else, okay? Now we'll get on with it. And remember, as you listen to these recordings, make sure you are judging them by the composition and the arrangement, not just the performance. Sometimes it's easy to hear a, a sub perfection performance a performance is not perfect and uh you know judge the piece on that so just be uh be thinking sometimes if it's a live recording versus a studio recording all right here's it's the most wonderful time of the year arranged by chris sharp So that's it's a most the most wonderful time of the year arranged by Chris Sharp. See in my in my situation, you know, if I have that with just my top group, we could do that just fine. But I tend to combine with my my younger group as well, so I have not been able to, to do that piece as much because it's a little bit too hard for my freshmen. Um, but that that piece works really well if you're if you're looking for something of that of that uh, level to open a concert. Um, the next piece is one of those pieces that's uh, more classical in nature. And this could almost be done, not almost, this could be done on any concert program, um, but I put, thought I'd put it here because it works really well. It's it's an arrangement by Samuel Hazo, and it's entitled Rest. And it's very slow. This would be a great ballad, and it has a great oboe part. So if you don't have an oboe player, um, you might have to find some alternatives, but Rest is a great piece of music. So let's check it out. Rest by Sam Hazo. I think they call this a grade three. I'm going to call it a grade four. He might disagree with me, but to each their own.
Again, that's Rest by Sam Hazo. That is actually movement two of Minnesota Portrait, which is a, a full piece of his, but it's also sold separately in the Music Works series by Hal Leonard. Um, just such a wonderful piece of music, as you can hear. There's so much to teach in there. Like if you have to do music from September and you're looking for a really lyrical um, piece like that in in holiday time, but but it wouldn't uh, that would work really well in any time of the year. So again, that's Rest by Sam Hazo. All right, next piece of music is entitled Hallelujah Trombone. Sorry, Hallelujah Trombone. Um, and it's by Henry Fillmore. If you have not checked this out, then you're in for a treat. You only do this if you're looking for an opener uh, or closer. I guess you could, I, I would do opener. Um, and it's holiday time and you have a bunch of really good trombone players. I've actually brought them out on the curtain of the stage and done it. Um, so this is a, as you know, probably Henry Fillmore was famous for his humor uh, and lots of great trombone pieces. Uh, in, in his March collection. And this melody is called Hallelujah Trombone, but it's also the same theme if you're old enough or if you're a real Red Sox fan. Um, the 1967 Impossible Dream season, their their great player was Carl Yastrzemski, and there was a famous piece um, called the, the Yaz Song, and it was to the melody of this. So any of us who love Christmas music and our um, our our Boston Red Sox, we enjoy this piece very much. So if you're a Cubs fan or Yankees fan, you may not dig this piece as much, but uh, I love it. And let's check out Hallelujah Trombone by Henry Fillmore. Just keep in mind, this is a, a good ensemble that's playing, but it is a live performance. The performance recording on Pepper is a little bit better. <laughs>
because we've got a lot of great things about that piece. In the trombone parts, there are, um, as you heard, some harmony gliss parts and some alternate positions that are needed to, to do that. But again, don't do that unless you've got a strong trombone section. Um, yeah, lots of fun on, on that one. Um, next piece is just as much fun. I love this piece so much. It's called Midnight Sleigh Ride. Uh, it's arranged by Tom Wallace, and it uses the Troika theme song um, in this, and it's such a great, great piece of music. It can, it can be in a winter concert or it can be in a Christmas concert, either way, but there is some history to this tune as well. Back in 1952, the uh, Sauter Finnegan Jazz Orchestra, which is a great orchestra of the time, jazz orchestra, was one of, one of these um, jazz bands that used a lot of classical music as well. And they used this theme by Prokofiev. And so if you don't know Prokofiev, he's very well known as a Russian composer um, and his sense of humor. He was a little less serious, and I think quirky is a word that, w that goes very well with Prokofiev's music. Um, so you should check, hi check his music out in general. If you don't know it, it'll make you laugh and, and, and think along the way. Um, but this this has some great history to it, which if you go back and listen to the recording from the Sauter Finnegan Orchestra, it's pretty pretty awesome. This starts um, with some percussion and then two, uh, so a piccolo duet, which doesn't always sound like a good idea, but if you have two good piccolo players, this works really, really well. There's a jazz section in the middle of it and the lows get the melody. It's not easy, but it is a ton of fun to do. So let's check out Midnight Sleigh Ride. Again, this is a, a Rangers publishing one that I mentioned earlier, uh, arranged by Tom Wallace.
whatever you do, if you do that piece, please make sure you warn your audience to wait for that triangle at the end before they clap. I've done that before and they start clapping. It's like, no, we worked on the end of this. Let's get to the end of it, please. Um, okay, so I've got uh, three more great pieces for you here, which are super awesome. Again, these are upper level, you know, not, not grade five, certainly, but these are, these are harder high school pieces. Typically, if you're a, a middle school teacher and you are teaching this music, I would love to come watch you teach. Please connect with me. Um, this next one sort of is a niche piece. You need an amazing uh, operatic sort of singer. You could do it with microphone or without if they're really, really solid. This is an arrangement of Oh Holy Night that's arranged by Julie Giroux, who's a famous, uh, fantastic composer nationwide, worldwide, actually. Again, this is great for Oh Holy Night arranged by Julie Giroux. And it's basically two, two takes on Oh Holy Night, the first time through is in French and then the second time through is in English and you really need to have that singer who can captivate the audience if it's sort of a mediocre or subpar singer don't even bother doing the piece but if you have that amazing singer and I've had that singer once so I was able to do this piece you should really check it out so here's Oh Holy Night arranged by Julie Giroux <laughs> Thank you. 
piece has a very special place in my heart. Um, I remember the girl who performed that with us, and she was just such a sweetheart and amazing, amazing musician, good flute player, very good flute player, but just out of this world singer. And, you know, there's a number of groups since then who've done it. The piece is about nine or nine or ten years old, I believe. Um, again, that's Oh Holy Night, arranged by Julie Giroux. What I like about the piece is that it has some fresh harmonies. It's not just the tune as you know it, even though the melody is very strict and you need a really high-level performer, of course. Um, so that's a piece to have in your back pocket whenever you have a, a piece, uh, a band that can, you know, I feel like the band is probably a grade three and a half. You know, the band was not that, um, not the most challenging of parts, even though, as you heard, there's always some things to, to improve on in there. Um, but it, you really have it in the back pocket for when you have that phenomenal singer. You just, um, you, you sort of are ready for it when it's the time. So keep that one in your back pocket if you don't have a group for that uh, right now. We have two pieces left. Uh, this piece is entitled um, Happy Xmas or The War Is Over. And this is a piece by John Lennon, which you would you would recognize of the Beatles fame. And this is arranged again by Tom Wallace, who's just a fantastic writer in uh, many different styles. And this piece works really well. It has a lot of percussion parts, starts and ends with percussion, and basically is one of these pieces that starts soft and just percussion, and then just builds and builds and builds through some key changes and through some some uh, instrumentation instrumentation changes and things like that and just really has a nice climax and just goes 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 has a great french horn part it's very playable you know it's no harder than four it's not four and a half I, I don't think and it might even be three and a half depending on how you look at it but it's just a real audience pleaser and something i found that kids really like as well um, i do it in uh, usually in three four and then as the piece goes it floats a little bit and i turn it into uh, you know, I conducted in one for a while as well. But uh, let's check out the Arrangers Publishing War is Over, arranged by Tom Wallace.
that's one of those pieces that parents tend to really love as well. And that recording actually came from a, a, a band, a community band, who did an amazing job in 2020 and put that together virtually. You could kind of tell that they were isolated as they were playing it. And some of the percussion stuff, especially the vibraphone parts, I think were being covered on piano or, or some other things like that. And they did a fantastic job, you know, being stuck in their homes and all that. But there is a little bit that's lost from doing it uh, live uh, and with other people as well. So really give that one a, a, a thought if you're looking for sort of a, you know, a piece that might that might fit that bill. And now uh, I'm very happy, before we introduce the last piece, uh, I just do want to do my quick plug for the audience sing-along. Um, you know, I don't know whether or not you've done these in the past or not, but I really like having a sing-along where the audience gets to participate uh, for the end of the concert. It's a very nice way to say, thank you very much for coming, drive safely on the way out, sing the last song with us. So I usually try to do one of these each year as sort of a tradition, and I'll supply, sometimes uh, usually I supply in the program the lyrics, or I'll project it, or occasionally I haven't, cough, cough. Um, but it's really one of those things that, uh, you know, people usually like. So um, I have four that we've used here in my, my town. One is Holiday Sing-Along by John Moss. That's a, a middle school uh, version of that. Um, and then there's two that, that are older that James Ployhar did. Uh, that's P-L-O-Y-H-A-R, Ployhar, James Ployhar. One is Christmas Sing-Along and one is Christmas Pop Sing-Along. And they're both very good, and they're sort of four movements each, and they're about four or five minutes of, of playing, and the band plays the entire time, and the audience sings along. So uh, it's a lot of fun to kind of turn and face the audience and conduct them when they come in, and it works really well. And then the last one that I've done um, is called Christmas Trilogy, and it's a piece by Scott Stanton. Scott, I believe is his name. Um, and I think it's a Barnhouse piece. There is no written lyric sheet. I'm not sure this one is actually set up as a... Um, a sing-along, but it works really well as a sing-along. Um, so check it out on Pepper as well if you want to. That's Christmas Trilogy. Um, I just created a lyric sheet and turned around and conducted when it was time for the audience to come in. And it worked really well. So consider sing-alongs. I'm not going to play them here for you, but uh, you know, you go to community concerts and oftentimes they do it. And I said, you know what? That's a really good thing to get our audience involved in that. So I think that's the only time of the year I do that besides if there's something special that, that we're going to do. So um, consider that. Our last piece of this whole Christmas uh, holiday winter series is entitled The Grinch Redux. And of course, The Grinch is the famous movie um, from the book by Dr. Seuss. And there are, you know, the oh, this is the only arrangement I know of it. And this is a, a classic arrangement of using something from our culture rather than something that's, pos that's, you know, particularly religious. For me, this is our final piece of the concert when we perform this. We have done this twice in the school that I'm in. And I do believe it's a solid grade four. This is privately published from as far as I know. And I believe the, the arranger's name is Michael Callahan. I actually have not talked to him in over a decade since I bought the piece. So hopefully he's okay with me sharing it. Um, again, it's not published. It's called The Grinch Redux, R-E-D-U-X, The Grinch Redux. And you need to have a narrator for this one. Uh, we've used uh, our great brass teacher and great friend of the show, Alan King. And if, um, if you are looking for uh, tips into becoming a better brass teacher, go ahead and go back. I believe it was episode 11, 12, 13, somewhere in there. We had Alan King talking brass solutions, and he just dropped so much knowledge on us when it came to teaching uh, your brass players. Go back and check it out. But Alan was a perfect person to be with us and be our narrator for this because the narrator also has to sing as well. So this is a solid grade for it. I don't, I don't see this as an easy piece in any way, but it's a crowd pleaser, and it's, if you can get somebody who can 
be the narrator that the kids enjoy performing with. It's a really, really nice way to uh, end a concert with a good, good band. So check out The Grinch Redux by Michael Callahan. Beast. And they sing. 
Eric Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea. I know just what to do, the Grinch laughed in his throat. And he made a quick Santa Claus hat and coat. And he chuckled and clucked, what a great Grinchy trick. With this coat and hat, I look just like St. Nick. Then he loaded some bags and some old empty sacks on a ramshackle sleigh, and he hitched up old Max. Giddy up! And the sleigh started down to the homes where the hooves made a snooze in their town. If you're looking to get a hold of that piece and you can't find him, reach out to me and I can probably help you out uh, with locating Michael Callahan, who's the arranger of that one. I believe he's up in Michigan, if, I was, um, if I'm not incorrect. I think he teaches at, at one of the universities up there or something like that. Um, again, that's the, the Grinch Redux, arranged by Michael Callahan. And, uh, you know, just such, such a great piece of music and so much fun. Um, if you, again, are looking for these titles... They are on the website. Just go ahead and click on the show notes, and you'll see them right there. And uh, 
And uh, thanks for joining us for this series. Hopefully you found some music that you liked. And um, again, please reach out and find me on social media and uh, keep checking out the Growing Band Director podcast. Show some love to Jeff and all of our other great guests and uh, share it with a friend if you would. These are people who, um, you know, as band directors, we're always looking to get better. And that's the whole point of the show. So anybody who you think has that mentality, please send them our way and uh, hopefully they'll get some help as well. Um, as we all need, we're going to check you later. We sincerely appreciate you taking your valuable time and listening to the Growing Band Director podcast. Your students are very lucky to have a band director like you. If you have any suggestions for episode topics or think you have an area of expertise to share on a show with us, please reach out. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your band director friends to subscribe as well. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our YouTube channel, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to The Growing Band Director. See you next week.